a volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Falkwest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans. When looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK. And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Great Sunday afternoon and evening for you. It's Chris Lowe, Austin Price, and this is The Nation. Thank you for joining us tonight on a brisk Sunday evening. So we're here at the Texas Roadhouse on Morrell Road watching uh, the Packers and the Eagles right now. A couple games on. We'd love to have you come by. If you want to come by and have a steak, have some grilled chicken. AP just polished off. Um, he says he's more of a, a steak guy, but you're a grilled chicken guy too. But I'm, you're, I'm you're both. Versatile, versatile guy. Um Whatever you order here, though, I can promise it's going to be good. Steak, chicken, they're blossom. Come by and see us. We'd love to see you. We, um, AP, we, it's, it's weird. It seems like this season we, we played, most teams have played seven, eight, nine games. But what, it seems like there's been 25 games played in the, in the season, unlike any other in college football. A lot of challenges. A lot of hardships, just a lot of uh, stoppages and starts. Of Tennessee has gone now a bunch of weeks or a bunch of you know games where they've not played. One if week, they play this again. Saturday, it'll be the first time they've played back-to-back games yeah. since Kentucky and Alabama. And then you look at some of these teams in the Big Ten and played three games or four games. So it's just been, a, it, as I said, and I thought coming in, and I, it's sort of been validated, again, not my original thought, but talking to ADs and coaches around the country, this was not – ever going to be a cookie-cutter season for anybody. And we certainly that's certainly been well, the case. But, but in the Big Ten's case, or the Pac-12's case, that's part on them for starting so late. Right. But you're looking around the SEC. I mean, games that you, you just mentioned Tennessee's. Did. But look how many games they've got in by starting earlier. Look, right. at, the, look, at, the, look at the ACC. Look at the Big 12. The, 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 school, the schools and, the, and then the conferences that started in November – have set themselves up 
for a cluster. And even the schools that started earlier and have gotten more games in, it's, it's become more difficult. More difficult, correct. These last few weeks to play because you're seeing more of the COVID cases rise and the contact tracing. It's, it's certainly a challenge. It has been all year long. We knew it would be. I mean, as I've said, my surprise is that there haven't been more postponements and cancellations. I mean, we played more football to this point than I thought we would, the teams that have played. And I, and I, and I continue to say uh, there will be a playoff. You know, I, I, it, will Well, it be, you get to this point in the year, you're going to push on to get yeah, it in. Will it be tweaked? I mean, is there dates going to be changed? Or I mean, there's all sorts. There was a report out there today, you know, because the Big Ten's rule is you got to play six games to be eligible they're for the gonna, conference They're going to change that rule. They're going to waive that to let Ohio State in. I don't know. I don't know if there's really been a lot of discussion about that, but I'll say this. If they don't play Michigan, if the Buckeyes don't play Michigan this week, Michigan can't play, there's going to be a lot of pressure and a lot of push for that to happen. We'll see if they cave in the Big Ten because without playing a Big Ten championship game, Ohio State's sitting there with five games, I don't think they get the playoff. Well, I mean, perfect example would be this. Let's say, you know, A&M sitting there at 9-1, and one. Clemson, let's say Clemson's got two losses. And then you've got Ohio State, who's played five games. Like, I just don't think you can look at Ohio State and say that's fair. I mean, would they probably go undefeated? Yeah, I would lean that that, that they would. But how fair is that, that they, that they only tested five times compared to a team like Clemson, who's going to play double-digit games? And I think that would probably be the committee's thinking as they get in that room and make their selection, just, just exactly what you laid out there. Now, Clemson has not played... Because one, one of the schedules, two, but one of the two Clemson losses would be a championship game. Yeah, you're, but you're saying you're saying the Clemson lost again to Notre Dame. Yes, and so what would their quality wins be? There are none. Right, and but but they would have played twice as many games as yes. Ohio State. So does that outweigh? I mean, or, or and, let's say let's say okay, let's just go this route. Let's say. Clemson wins the rematch. You've got Notre Dame and Clemson both with one loss, Alabama undefeated, and then A&M setting with one loss. Well, in that scenario, Clemson and Notre Dame both get in. I don't well, think yeah, I question. agree, but if you're 10 if you're if you're 10 game played 9 and 1 Texas A&M. Then I think A&M in that scenario has a great chance to get in at 4 over a 5 and 0 Ohio State I team. Do. I do. I think in that scenario, their only loss is to the top ranked team which is undefeated. And they would have beaten Florida, which is obviously a quality win even if Florida loses. Alabama. And here's one for you. Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship game. Well, we talked about that last week. Then they both get in. Both and, Florida and Alabama get in. And, but and then, but that's where the Notre Dame-Clemson, if Notre Dame wins the rematch and Clemson's with two losses and A&M is at uh, – Do they trump – will they trump – am I supposed – can I use the word trump? Just a joke, AP, just a joke. But do they jump – does an A&M – a&M at that point in that scenario, do they jump into the playoff call, over over a we, a two-loss Clemson team? We, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, we call that a Gruden. A Gruden. We're not supposed to use that word either. Okay, ten push-ups for you. Sort of like if you go to Ohio State and you wear blue, or you say the word Michigan. I was there with Urban Meyer a few years ago, and I said something yeah, that's, about that's the way this show is. If you say Ray in the way right. during this telecast, I love Ray in the way. But if you <laughs> I said something to Michigan. I looked at Urban. I said something. I said, how often do you actually say the word Michigan? He sort of glared at me. And he said, that's your mulligan. The next time you say it, there's ten push-ups. No. But you're, you're, there are certain words you just don't use in certain places. But 
No, I think in your scenario that a would have a certain – certainly would have a good argument because they would have beaten Florida, who was the SEC champion, that yeah. beat Alabama. That then becomes an even better win for Texas A&M. That's, that's the scenario for the rest of the – for everybody but SEC people, <laughs> that's the scenario that sends uh, tremors around the rest of college football, that you would see three SEC teams in the playoff. Certainly want to thank our friends – at Mortgage Investors Group, the nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Mortgage Investors Group is excited to help home buyers affordably achieve the dream of home ownership by giving you the home court advantage. This great advantage will allow you to get into that dream home with less money out of your pocket. Home buyers will be provided with an exclusive 15-year fixed-rate second mortgage of $7,500, which will help cover your down payment your closing costs, prepays, and in some cases, a portion of the insurance costs. This is not just for the first-time home buyers. Move-up buyers may also be eligible. Call MIG today to learn more about the Home Court Advantage program. MIGonline.com. Go to MIG's website to chat with a licensed loan officer online and get moving today toward your goal of home ownership. So the Vols lose again. To Florida, 19, uh, 31-19, and really a game AP. If you if you're out fishing or playing golf like you do six days a week, and did not watch the game yesterday, and you saw the final score and didn't know anything about the game, you might think, well, maybe Tennessee hung around a little bit. Really, I never felt like in watching that football game that Tennessee ever was going to win it. They started okay, they hung around a little bit, but once Florida pulled away and got up, you know, Tennessee's offense just to be nice, so limited as far as what they can do. I do think, and, and I've, I've talked to a couple of people on the Florida staff today who were pretty complimentary of Tennessee's ability in the run game to run the football, which, again, just like the Auburn game a week or so, whenever that was, that Tennessee did show the ability to get some movement up front and run the football. Eric Gray's a terrific player, really good football player. They were able to use him some out of the backfield. But, I just, you know, again, he just never really had a feeling after you got into that game and Florida settled in that Tennessee was going to win it. Thus, we have Tennessee's six straight loss, all by double digits, the first time it's ever happened in Tennessee's storied history. And now it's Vanderbilt on Saturday. Will Vanderbilt play? Will they have enough guys to play, enough to be eligible? Tennessee looks like they're going to be in pretty good shape to play the football game. Vanderbilt calling off or, or saying they couldn't play sort of at the last minute. I, I have much, a feeling that's going to happen again this week, Much too. to the chagrin of Georgia. Of Georgia. Hey, and, and, you know, really, in, in, in all reality, it is kind of crummy, you know, from a standpoint of you look at Georgia. It was going to supposed to be Georgia's senior day. That's rough, man. I mean, you didn't get to have a senior. Like, some of those kids will come back. I know eligibility doesn't matter, but not everybody is going to come back. So, you know, I'm with you on that. I I expect the same this week, to be honest with you. I really do. I, I, depending on what Ole Miss does, you know, they're paused until Wednesday. Where they're at with their situation, I could totally see the SEC saying, all right, A&M, you're going to go to Knoxville this weekend, and Ole Miss will push your game with Old, uh, Tennessee or uh, Texas A&M to next weekend to make sure A&M gets in 10. So it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think that's what they want to do. Because A&M, depend, A&M but, can't play the championship Correct. Game. Depending depending on what Ole Miss does and, and, and you know how they are from a COVID standpoint, um, since they've had to pause uh, everything until Wednesday, you know, I could totally see that happening if, if they get to Wednesday and things aren't great. Because at that point, you've got to make a move, you know, if you're going to do that. 
And that's why the presidents in this league gave Commissioner Greg Sankey the authority to do that, to move games around and tweak yeah. the schedule with, you know, that week of the games to make sure you got in as many games as you possibly could. If there's an outbreak at one team, if one team falls below that threshold of 53 players, you know, Vanderbilt's struggle really has sort of been right around that number all year long, to be honest with you. And they played and tried to play, but if they get to that point again this week and can't play. And listen, I, I understand both sides of it. I understand those teams, whether you're Georgia, whether you're Alabama, whether you're AM, and you're playing for a lot, and all of a sudden you, you find out a day before, two days before you can't play. That's difficult, but, you know, if, it, if it's a medical decision and you, you're at a school and your medical people say, we can't play, we don't have enough, we don't have, we got only 49 or 50 scholarship players, we're not going to put our kids at risk, we're just not going to do it, then what do you do about it for that school? And probably you look around college football, there's been a lot of that this year. Yeah, I, I, I get it. And, and Vanderbilt right now, they're down so many bodies because kids have opted out, quit, whatever you want to go, you know, whatever you want to phrase it. Um, you know, that's why I think that it'll be tough for them to have a game this weekend. You know, I mean, you know, again, they got shellacked by Missouri. And, and there was a team that, you know, put the new freshman quarterback in, played Kentucky really close, 38-35, had a pulse against Florida in the first half in Nashville. And then all of a sudden that next week, it just went belly up in a hurry. You've seen a couple teams like that this year that you thought were going to be okay and then went the other direction. You saw a couple teams that were, t- you know, t- Go back to Texas Stadium's first game against Vanderbilt. Yeah, barely, barely won the game, seventeen twelve. You know, and I'll say this about Tennessee, and they're not. And Jeremy said it yesterday. You know, they don't have an effort problem, and those kids are competing as hard as they can. Now the results aren't there, but I mean, they've not melded in. Nobody's melded in outside of Ramel Keaton, who opted out. Um, Everybody else is out there, you know, battling their tail off, even in a, in a losing effort. Yeah, just the, the, the thing that I think is most discouraging about Tennessee this year is that they've just been totally a no-show coming out of the halftime. Who do, you, who do you put that on? Well, it, it, it doesn't matter who you put it on. It all starts with the head coach. You know, and, and, that's, and that's what it boils down to. You know, you know if, you know, anytime something goes wrong, it always starts at the head. And, right. and, and, that, and that's whether it's with, the, with this show, it all starts with you. Like, if we have a bad show, you're the leader, it all it all lies on you. No, it's put, not on Jay Lyford over here pushing I, the buttons. It I, ain't on me. It's put, on you. I, I put it on Steve Early. By the way, stat of the week. <laughs> here we go. Stat of the week. Steve Early, my boss, your boss, all-around good guy, always picking up tabs. I don't care where you are. He is the master guy of picking up people's tabs, all right? He missed his first home game. We should have saved this for the marathon question of the week. Since 1989. The uh, absolutely one of the best guys you ever meet. Um, leader of the patriarch of the Vol Network. Longtime friend of mine. Did not go to Tennessee's game yesterday. The first time since when, AP? They, Steve Early missed a home football game? Well, I was six. 1989 Akron. And you were just fresh out of college. I was out of college. and You, was, and, you and Ray in the way were... Hanging out. Right now, Steve Ray had already graduated by then. When I think of the 89 season of all, I think of one guy. I think of one guy. Chucky Webb. <sighs> Chuck Webb. Well, they still, I still think pound for pound. I know we're getting off on tangents here. We've got to take a break. I think about the Disneyland Classic. Pound, for, pound for pound, Chuck Webb, in my eyes, is the best running back to ever play at Tennessee. And that's saying something. When you think about Jamal Lewis and Travis Henry and Jay Graham and Travis Stevens, you go on and on and on. 
Chuck Webb, before he blew his knee out, was as good as I've ever seen in orange. All right, let's take our first break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price, scratch golfer. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back here at the Texas Roadhouse in just one minute. We always thank our friends here at Texas Roadhouse for the hospitality, the good food. Uh, just always a pleasure to come here and be here. Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. Visit one of their 16 locations throughout the state of Tennessee. Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin, a favorite of APs, barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, it's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tonkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. Trust your sight to the eye care team that keeps the Vols in focus. University Eye Specialists. From routine eye exams, glasses and contacts, to LASIK, cataracts and other surgical procedures, you can count on University Eye Specialists. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville and Morristown. Request an appointment today at UniversityEye.com. University Eye Specialists. Proud to serve the UT Athletics Department since 1978. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Turn your game day up a notch with Twisted Tea, the original hard iced tea. Twisted Tea is a real brewed tea with a twist of lemon, and it's next level delicious. But it's not your grandma's iced tea, unless she spiked it with 5% alcohol. Try the original or the half and half, which is half lemonade, half hard tea. It's more than just a hard iced tea. It's a whole new attitude for gridiron greatness. Twisted Tea. Keep it twisted. Proud supporter of Tennessee football. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of VolQuest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, welcome back into The Nation. Chris Lowe and Austin Price. We're at the Texas Roadhouse. So let's go to the phone lines and welcome in good friend VFL, member of Tennessee's 1997 SEC Championship game. And it's hard to believe, Trey Teague, that it's been that long, my friend. Uh, we're getting old. It's good for good to have you on the show, though, man. 
You there, Trey? Okay, well, we're going to try, try to catch up with Trey here in just a minute. We're going to go to, to Trey here in a minute to talk a little bit about the program, the school, the team, what just sort of his recollections uh, going back through the, as I said, it's hard to believe that's been 23 years ago. Tennessee won the first of back-to-back SEC titles in 97 and 98. I think, AP, this is right, until Alabama's run over the last, whatever, five, six years. It's the last time an SEC school had won back-to-back. Back-to-back, SEC that's right. In 97 yeah. and 98, which, again, shows you a couple things, how hard it is in this league to win, to sustain success in back-to-back years like that. In fact, I think before Alabama had won back-to-back titles under Saban, they actually won back-to-back SEC titles. Remember in 2011, they didn't win the SEC championship. LSU did. And they turned around and won the SEC and the national championship in 2012 as well. So we'll try to catch up with Trey at some point later on in this show. Um, what, you know, we, we talked about running the football, and you made a good point. That, you know, it, it's hard to watch Tennessee play and say that, well, they mailed it in because they've been in some, you know, they were in this game early, and it's the third quarter that just seems to to continue to be this team's Achilles. And you just, you know, you come out of the locker room and you think, all right, we're sort of in this game. And, and Alabama and, Florida hit them with the, the touchdown drive. I know that took some some air out of their sails, and of course they hit them again coming out of the, out of the half with a touchdown drive. But that, that that's the thing over and over again. If you're a Tennessee fan, it's just hard to stomach to see Tennessee, even when they've been in games. Well, I mean, you you go back to yesterday, Chris. I mean, it was tw- you know they they come out and they played pretty decent, you know, um, in the second half. You know, I mean, they they didn't get you know shellacked. You know, they 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 hung they they fought. Florida had three drives where they started on the Tennessee side of the fifty and, and came away with nothing. I mean, like you know, Tennessee's defense again at times has shown flashes, but then has these head scratching lapses on third down, first and second down. They've been pretty good. Third down and thirteen, third and sixteen, third and eight, third and five, third and four, third and whatever. Teams have been able to pick it up pretty much, you know, and, and done it with guys running wide open. Yeah, the, that, you know, the way they responded, by the way, great call and, 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 and the perfect time to call it on the fake punt. The just, kid just didn't catch the football. But the way the defense responded after that and kept Florida out of the end zone, I thought in a lot of ways may help Tennessee with some momentum, you know, because usually when your defense bows its neck like that after – you know, you have a chance to, to make something happen in that case on special teams. Um, you know, we'll, you, you just you feel like maybe that will be a momentum turn. All right, do we have Trey? Trey, you there, my friend? Okay, having some phone difficulties. So, as they say in the in the trade, Austin Price, technical difficulties. All right, question I've got and you're going to get, we're going to get all week. Is J.T. Stroud the quarterback this week? Well, I think both of them should be. I don't think Pearson, Harrison Bailey did anything to warrant not getting playing time in a first-half situation uh, if Tennessee plays this game against Vanderbilt. And, and I think J.T. Stroud played well enough to warrant getting first-half playing time. So I think you play both. I mean, I really do. I think that, you know, both guys, to me, deserve the chance to to, to play in, in, in first-half situations. And, and you saw some of the – some of the balls he didn't complete, some of the holding on the football a bit longer that you expect to see from a freshman. I'm talking about Harrison Bailey in the first half. And then you saw some things that, you know, all right, this kid's got a chance. But I think you saw also, again, 
what the coaches had seen on the practice field for much of this year. And then Trout comes in. The game's really pretty much over. Florida's not coming after him like they would in a closer football game, like they would early in the, in the, in the game, set back a little bit. A little bit like Harrison Bailey. What, was it the Arkansas game where he came in late? Yeah. And, and Arkansas was sort of sitting back. That's sometimes harder and it's tricky to, to really assess a quarterback in those situations more so than you would to start the game when it's, you know, uh, zero, 0 Yeah, I mean, you're right because you don't know, you know. Um, I, I did think that, that JT, you know, put a couple of balls on the money in, in his uh, two drives where he led scoring drives. And, uh, you know, again, the, the befuddling thing to me, Chris, is – how you play him three snaps against Kentucky. He throws one pass, which is an interception, and then he's just relegated to, you know, fourth string, didn't even make the trip to Arkansas. You know, uh, that, that's that's the befuddling part to me is, is, like, just some of the decisions with some of the players. Like, you know, you give him a shot against Kentucky, but you really didn't. Like, he, you, you just put him in there, and then the first errant throw he had, he went out and was never to be heard from again until – you know, five games later. It just, again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The old quarterback carousel. is, and I, I don't. I think I'm right. Nobody. When you have four, you have none. Well, nobody's <laughs> been hurt at quarterback. As a coach pointed out to me last night, you know, when, when's the last time you can think of a football team that's played four quarterbacks in the season? And, and again, not because of injury. It, 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 it's a moot point if a kid gets hurt and can't play and you have to move on to your second or third guy. But when's the last time a team – AP has played four quarterbacks in a season and had any kind of decent season. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, I mean, last year Tennessee got lucky enough to play three quarterbacks and win eight football games. You know, somehow found a way to play three quarterbacks, Start technically started four because Jawan Jennings started a game in a Wildcat and got the start. But, I mean, really started three real quarterbacks at different points of the season and won eight games last year. We want to remind fans of this season to relax best you can, enjoy and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages that support University of Tennessee Athletics, Coors Light Mountain Cold Refreshment that's made to chill, twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon, light and crisp, truly hard seltzer, and ice cold the Secchi's Cerveza, distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember to celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. All right, a little basketball. We'll try to talk a little bit about basketball later in the show as the Vols are going to open up um, this Tuesday, AP. Got a sort of a game that um, they were able to sort of uh, create after having some games canceled early on. It was Tennessee having their own COVID issues. Co- talked to Coach Barnes. He's feeling a lot better out of uh, isolation, up moving around, but uh, – just glad to be out of isolation and feeling much better. Tennessee's going to play Colorado on Tuesday night uh, and then has UT Martin, another game that they were able to sort of schedule after some of the early games had fallen through, and then Cincinnati on Saturday. So three games for the Vols and, and a lot of anticipation for this Tennessee basketball team. Just the young players, the newcomers, you know, Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson. Again, we're going to talk some more hoops later on, but it, it's it's been a while since you've had this many new faces coming into the program that there's been this kind of anticipation around the Tennessee basketball program. All right, let's go ahead and take our break, our second break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe with the Texas Roadhouse at Morrell Road. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. 
Fans, for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdknoxville.com. General Neyland's Game Maxim said it best. If at first the game or breaks go against you, don't let up, put on more steam. The same can be said in life. At First Horizon, we understand these are challenging times, but we're here to help you every step of the way. To put it simply, we've got your back. You can find your way forward with First Horizon. Right, Coach? In life, challenges can confront you. Find your strength with First Horizon. Proud to be the official bank of the vaults. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats, Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Take it to the house this season with Truly Hard Seltzer. Whether you're tailgating or home gating, Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer is a refreshing mix of lemonade and hard seltzer that's perfect for game day excitement. If life gives you lemons, keep the good times going with Truly. So bring the flavor and your volunteer spirit to game day like only you can. We'll keep it light, crisp, and crushable. Truly Hard Seltzer. Live Truly. Proud supporter of Tennessee Athletics. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, back on The Nation, Chris Lowe with Austin Price. We're going to go to the phone lines. Very special guest, Austin. In my mind, the game of the year in college football yesterday in Conway, South Carolina. Just a great football game. So let's go and let's have the pride of Carryville, Tennessee. <laughs> Jamie Chadwell, break it down for us, head coach of Coastal Carolina. Jamie, thanks for joining the show, my friend. How are you? Hey, I'm doing uh, extremely well. I appreciate you having me on. What are they doing up these days in Carroll, Tennessee? Well, uh, I know this. I know there are uh, at least a certain few people are happy for uh, what's going down in Conway, South Carolina. That'd be my folks. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I hadn't been to Carroll in a while. Hopefully, uh, when all this settles down, I get a chance to go around the holidays. Go bring you some Charlie's Pizza. Uh, Charlie, yeah, exactly. You know about Charlie. Hey, what's that? Hey, the, the best part, uh, Coach Chadwell, is last week. You know, he Chris addressed you as an Anderson County guy, and I said yes for one year, but he is a technically a Campbell County kid. <laughs> you know what? There, there's, there's a battle going on. Who wants to claim you? Last year, I couldn't oh. get anybody to claim me. This year, they both want me. So it's great how that works. Hey, winning cures everything, Jamie. Listen, man, I, I meant what I said. I know we talked a little bit via text last night. What a great football game. Great environment. And here's the coolest thing to me, and I want your take on this. You guys put this game together, Coastal and BYU, in what, a day and a half maybe? You guys are preparing to play Liberty. They're they're looking to play anybody. And 
we hear all this talk about, well, we might need a week off to play this big game or we got to have a week to prepare. You guys put it together in a week and a half, play a great football game, a game that goes down to the last play, a yard away from the end zone. And, again, I, I think it was the game of the year in college football. From your perspective, how cool was that to see that happen and come, come together the way it did? Well, it was it was definitely a special day. It was a special night, just the electricity of it. And we did. We found out. I started hearing rumblings Wednesday night. We get off the practice to go practice for Liberty. And they said, hey, are we playing BYU? I was like, what are you talking about? We just got to go practice for Liberty. Uh, and they said, they're, you know, Liberty might be canceling. And so Thursday morning at 9 a.m., they said, hey, it's on. Uh, and so we roughly had about, you know, two days there, 20, 48 hours to try to get it, get ready. And But for the way that game ended up and the way it happened, uh, them being G5 high level, you know, trying to get to the uh, New York Six, for us to be able to play that on that game, it was awesome. Great experience for our team, their team, but also for the nation to see that there's good football at this level too. And hopefully in the future maybe we can do something like that on an annual basis, sort of like they do in the NCAA bracket, Buster. Coach, uh, so much neat stuff is happening over there at Coastal right now. I mean, you've got a, a, a Coastal alum in Dustin Johnson who won the Masters. You guys are ha- having a phenomenal undefeated run. Just t- talk about the excitement over there, uh, you know, near Myrtle Beach. Well, well, I can tell you this. I actually get recognized when I go somewhere, so it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you know, I went to get my hair cut the other day. I went, I've been getting the same lady that's been cutting my hair cut for two years. And today she goes, you know what, Coach? I'm proud of you. This one's on me. I've been going there for two years. And so she finally gave it to me for, on, on her for one time. So, you know, it's there's a lot of electricity around here. Conway's proud of what we're doing. And especially during this year when the pandemic, you don't know what's going on. All these bad things, you you know, you're reading about. We can't wait to 2020 is over and over. But for here and us, I hope 2020 keeps going because it's been a special year. And I, I think it's really rallied our community around our university and and when we needed something positive to happen, we've had we've been that vitamin C, so to speak, interjected our our, our area here, and it's been a special time to be a part of uh, Shauna Claire football. Jamie, it's Chris again. You know, in watching that game yesterday, and, and I, I've seen you guys play it, uh, several times this year, but I was most impressed physically with the way you guys held up in the run game and the offensive line against a big B. I know in talking to you last week, you were talking about how big and physical they were, but the way you guys removed them run the football, and really sustain the running game throughout that game? Well, that was going to be our biggest challenge. We knew the only way for us to win that game was to keep number one for them off the field. Uh, and I was nervous about it because they were big. And, you know, our, our offensive line's got a lot of notoriety this year, but most of it's been because they're short. Uh, <laughs> and But everybody everybody all year long or all week long, once this game was finalized, like, hey, physically BYU's going to dominate, physically BYU's going to dominate. And our guys played the chip on their shoulder, and we were able to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, we ran the ball when we needed to run the ball, and they knew that we were going to do it. Uh, and it's a credit to them, our line coach, because they, they played well. And those guys were big, but our guys, you know, they played with heart and they fought and uh, allowed us to keep that ball almost 38 minutes. And we needed all, as you know, we needed every second, last second of that. Coach, it's Austin again. I, I, success is something that, you know, you, you build upon and, and you hope that it lasts forever. But did you take time, you know, this weekend, last night, after the game, to kind of just sit back and just appreciate the moment, appreciate how neat that was, you know, just everything that was involved with it? You know what, we've tried to because I'm, I'm realized and, and realistic that it doesn't happen at our level often, hardly ever, actually. Uh, and for us to have the season we are, to have college game day there, to be on national TV, to be become for 
a brief moment, 2020, known as America's football team. Uh, we have. We sat back. We're watching game day yesterday morning, uh, finalizing our game plan for the game, getting ready for a walkthrough, and we're watching it. And we all sit there on TV, and we walk outside and say, this game day is actually right in our stadium. <laughs> and we just all laugh and chuckle. You know, uh, uh, 10 years ago, I was at Tigerville, uh, Tigerville, South Carolina, you know, and, and playing, uh, playing D2 football. And in a decade, it's amazing how much that works. Tigerville, North Greenville, Jamie. I know all about North Greenville, man. They're, 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 those are my stomping grounds. I, um, you know, from your vantage point, they're on the last play of the game. Could you tell if he got in or not? How how close did it look from where you were standing? We thought he was. We thought he was two yards away. I was like, "There's no shot he got in." We're celebrating, and then they're telling you they're checking it, which I guess they have to. But it sort of sort of tempered your excitement. You know, you're like, oh, "Did he get in?" Our players like, "Coach, no shot, no shot." My vantage point. He looked like he was short. Of course, I was I was praying that half my eyes closed. You know, it's one of those <laughs> plays you don't want to see what happens. Uh, no, but uh, we we our guys felt confident. We rushed the field like we stopped him for sure. So I was I was glad that uh, our, our defense uh, they made it closer than they need to be, but they came up with a big stop. Well, we're talking with Coastal Carolina football coach, head football coach Jamie Chadwell, uh, who's Shanta Clears got it done on the surf turf there last night in Conway, South Carolina. I know people say Myrtle Beach, but school's actually located in Conway. But I tell you what, Jamie, we do this among ourselves every week. When we do this show. It's the marathon question of the week. We're going to let you participate in this one. Discover how Full Tank of Freedom from the Marathon will take you wherever you go, Marathon Fueling the American Spirit. Now, the two of us had this conversation last week, and I love the Grand Strand. I love the restaurants. I love the golf courses. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, okay? If you could go play a couple rounds of golf there in Myrtle Beach, the Grand Strand, and then afterwards you could go have some seafood, maybe some she crab soup, some lobster, some shrimp, some oysters, where are you going, man? Where are you playing golf, and where are you dining? Oh, gosh, that's a good one. Well, dining, for me, I, I go ahead and go to the dining because I'm a terrible golfer. Nobody wants me at their golf course. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm going to the Sea Captain's house. Yes, right yes. So it's like the Paddler of Myrtle Beach, baby. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to enjoy myself there. And I guess if uh, I guess if I'm going uh, if I'm going to uh, play golf, I'm probably going to Myrtle Beach National is probably where I'm going. Right here's close to the school. That's right where I'm going. What's the one right there near the? Is it the? Is it the witch? What's What's the one right there? The witch. The witch. The witch. The witch, uh, the witch is close to us. But then we've got ours right there on campus. Our own on campus, which is pretty good too. Have, have you had Dustin Johnson around your football team much? Have you had a, had the chance to have him talk to the team or anything? We've not. You know, he's been so busy uh, with trying. Uh, once he did, when he won the Masters, trying to get ready for that, and then dealing with the fires and all those things. We're hoping we get an opportunity. Uh, to share our game day experience with each other one day. Uh, that's a plan. Everybody's been so busy, it's been hard for him to get on there. But hopefully he'll come back down here. He's got a golf school. Maybe we can get him come by and watch practice one day. I was thinking you could offer sideline passes in exchange for, uh, you know, he takes you to Augusta. <laughs> Sounds fair to me. Nah, that's a, hey, that's a, a bowl game in Augusta. That's an even trade, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, Jamie, we, we touched on this a minute ago. You know, the playoff and the New Year's Six Bowls, there's been a stranglehold on all those by the Power Five schools. But I think if if this weekend proved anything, and you sort of said this a minute ago, is you don't have to be Ohio State or Alabama or USC or Texas or Penn State to play good quality football. And I would hope that the game and the way it came together and the way team, the both teams played and the quality of the game is a reminder that there's good football played around the country, and with the way your team has played, unbeaten, that these teams that have those kind of seasons 
then maybe there's a little bit more credence given when they're inside that committee room when they're putting together some of these bigger bowls that, hey, group of five, major independents, whether you're Liberty, whether you're BYU, that you guys will have a shot too. You know, it'd be nice uh, if, if it comes to that point. Who knows if it ever will. But you know one thing that I've realized, and everybody knows it, why the NCAA tournament is so big, everybody realizes the Cinderella story. And, and who's the best Cinderella of the year is Coastal Carolina. Uh, and we're coming out of the grand strand. You know, for us to have a chance to go to that NY6 or one of those and, and play against the big boys, knowing, we, you know, hopefully we can compete and make a quality game. I think people would love to see that. Maybe this game that we played, Obviously not this year, maybe not next year, but maybe people say, hey, let's see if we can make this work going forward. Uh, and uh, hopefully hopefully that will happen because I think there's great G5 programs out there, uh, and hopefully we're one of them that's here to stay. Well, I like your idea of the bracket buster in college football. I think we're on to something, man. In fact, I'm gonna, as soon as I get off the air, I'm going to start researching that for ESPN because I'd love to see something like what happened this, this past weekend every season in college football. Maybe you leave one weekend open, you know, and you figure out, you know, who's the top group of, five, group of five teams or who's the top two or major independents and just let them play that weekend and see how it all shakes out. I, I think it would be a great scene, just like it was yesterday there at Brooks Stadium. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll support it. If you can, if you can find the uh, data behind it, let's make it happen. We, we will, man. Hey, Jamie, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, congrats. What a great, great football game, great environment. My, my only regret is you couldn't have had because of – and I understand because of COVID protocols – because you know that stadium would have been jam-packed last night had we not been in the middle of COVID. But still, a great scene. I know it was electric. And, and good luck to you and the chances you go forward the rest of this season. I appreciate y'all having me on. God bless y'all. Thank you. Thank you, too. Same Thanks, to Coach. You. That's Jamie Chadwell, head football coach at Coastal Carolina, pride of Caryville, Tennessee, not Anderson County. I got it right this week, AP. All right. They both can claim him. I don't both, have a problem with you both You know what he said? Him. He said they both sort of claim him. They used to. Nobody would claim him. Yeah. But when you go 10-0 and and you beat BYU on national TV, things start to change. We appreciate Jamie Chowell joining the show tonight. We're on the Nation. Texas Roadhouse will be back in just one minute. We want to thank our affiliates across the great state of Tennessee for bringing you the nation each and every Sunday. Sports Radio WNML right here in Knoxville, 105.5 The Zone in Nashville. Talk Radio 102.3 FM in Chattanooga. Sports 790 AM in Memphis. Rock 93.7 in Cookville. The Ticket in Cookville, 97.7 and AM 1490. The Tri-Cities, WJCW, AM 910. And in Winchester, home of the athletic director of the University of Tennessee, Philip former WCDT, AM 1340 and FM 106.9. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. 
For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you right now. So you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Neyland Stadium or tailgating at home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college football wherever you are. When things heat up on the gridiron, Coors Light is there to cool things down. Because it's made to chill, this fall, reach for the beer that supports the balls. Mountain Cold Refreshment, Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly, 21 means 21. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back in. The final segment tonight on The Nation, I'm Chris Lowe, Austin Price. We want to thank Jamie Chadwell, head football coach of Coastal Carolina, for coming on last night and talking about just a terrific game yesterday, BYU and Coastal, coming down to the last play. Reminiscent, AP, of the Rams-Titans game in the Super Bowl when the Titans came up about a yard short there on the goal line. That game in, in Georgia yesterday on the surf turf there in Conway, South Carolina's Coastal remains unbeaten. Now has a chance to win the Sunbelt Conference Championship over Louisiana. Uh, news in the SEC, the Gamecocks hiring Shane Beamer to be their ne- next head football coach. That news breaking last night. They're going to officially announce Shane tomorrow. Shane spent some time at Tennessee as a GA under Philip Fulmer. Really like the people he's worked under. Fulmer, Sylvester Croom. Kirby Smart is at Georgia for a few years. And, of course, his dad, Hall of Famer Frank Beamer. Uh, he's been a lot of different places. He's at Lincoln o- Riley. Oklahoma now under Lincoln Riley. I, I, I would say you'll see Shane make a run for Lincoln's brother, Garrett Riley, potentially as his offensive coordinator, Garrett now at SMU as the offensive coordinator. That's somebody to watch. And, you know, who knows? I mean, he's got some ties to, to Jay Graham at Tennessee. Does, does he come after Jay Graham as a run game coordinator, running backs coach? I'm not saying that's – a done deal or anything like that, but I guarantee you, as Jay would be on a lot of people's list. Yeah, a phone call he'll make. He'll he'll be on Shane Beamer's list to call and reach out and see. Defensive yeah. coordinator, another one that it's in certainly an important hire. Shane has not been a play caller on offense or defense. So important for him to hire. And he knows that. He's got to hire good people around him. What he does have is he's got his experience. He's, and this is rare now in this day and age. He has coaching experience on offense and defense and has been a coordinator for special teams. So he's got a pretty nice, diverse background but hiring a good staff and getting guys around him that are going to push him and challenge him. Uh, and, and guys have been at different places and coached in different conferences. I tell you, the thing that he fits there more than anything in South Carolina, in my mind, is he knows how to recruit. He knows that state. He knows a lot of people, a lot of key people in recruiting circles. He's done it at a high level. He was the coordinator there, recruiting coordinator, when they had the best recruiting run in school history. And I'll just throw a few names out there. Stephon Gilmore. Alshon Jeffrey, Connor Shaw, you can go on and on and on. DJ Swearinger, uh, Jadavian Clowney. Now, he went, he left the year after that to go to Virginia Tech, was certainly part of that staff that helped put together those classes, um, but really is a guy that has a lot of support among players, former players, key players, not just guys who run on the mill players, but have come out over the last couple weeks 
and voice support. Connor Shaw likely to stick on that staff. I think Connor Shaw is another one. I think you'll see him be the quarterback's coach potentially or maybe even off the field role where he's head of football, op- not operations, but personnel, player development. Uh, but Connor Shaw wants to stay and be a part of that staff, and Shane Beamer wants Connor Shaw to be a part of that staff. And uh, So we'll see. Tough job. I think it's a uh, – it's a school that um, this was Muschamp's fifth year, and really outside of Spurrier's run, a three-year run where they finished in the top ten for three straight years and won 11 games all three years. And, and, and for me, having grown up in that state, I didn't think I'd ever see a three-year stretch like that. And AP, we may not ever in my lifetime see another three-year stretch like that. But we'll, we'll see. Shane Beamer, again, I think, understands the challenge that awaits him. But uh, this is a job he wants, I think, even more so than Virginia Tech, if that job were to come open. Because it's always tough to go back and coach in your dad's shadow. But this is a job, I think, that he really wanted to have. And and I know you've followed Beamer. And and, and Vanderbilt also has a coach opening, a job opening. Troy Calhoun's name I'm hearing there. Will Healy, who was at Austin P. now at Charlotte. Maybe Jeff Monken, who's at Army. I think Jamie Chadwell's a guy. We just had Jamie on the show. I think he's a guy that they will talk to and probably should talk to. Yeah, no doubt he's an impressive guy and uh, was impressive on with us tonight. You didn't get a chance to uh, hear that interview. You can check it out on the podcast when it goes up. They're all clapping uh, for your last round of golf, by the way. They are. uh, Amazing. Um, Jay just uh, finished his uh, salad back there, and they they clapped for him. (laughs) But you're right. I mean, like, you know, for, for Coach Beamer, like, this is a, a, a solid job. Now, it, it's got some, you know, it, it's got some, you know, tough things to tackle there, especially when you've got to factor in that, you know, when he had that run in recruiting, Clemson, while it was ascending, was not to the point that it's at, at now, where they just kind of pick what they want and who they want. But they were they were winning games. They weren't they No, weren't no, dominant. they were ascending. Right. They're just not as dominant. Right. They were and, and, and let's be honest, South Carolina beat them five straight years. So, you know, when programs are down, there's usually a reason they're down because other programs are up. You know, like a lot of the, the argument against Tennessee when they're having all that success when Coach Foreman was here as well, Georgia was down and South Carolina was down. Uh, Alabama was down. Well part of the reason those schools were down is because Tennessee was kicking their rear on the recruiting trail and on the field. Yeah, it, it, te- when teams win, they're able to keep other teams down, which is exactly why Tennessee's can't can't get up. You know, they they, they can't get up off the mat because other teams are kicking their butt. Yeah. Well, we uh, we we were going to talk some hoops. We will next week. The Tennessee cranks it back up, or cranks it up, I should say, in basketball this week. Colorado on Tuesday. UT Martin on Wednesday. Cincinnati on Saturday. Really, really excited, AP, to see the new guys and to see East Ponds and John Fulkerson. I know both those guys are leaders and have gotten better in the offseason than talking to Coach Barnes. You know, what is uh, what is Josiah James, Jordan James, doing his second year? I think he'll be much more comfortable. And, and the guy that, that they felt like they were getting coming out of recruiting, he was very highly ranked. He, he struggled with a hip injury last year. And I think he just struggled, period, at, at making the transition to this level of basketball. I bet he's a lot better basketball player this year for Tennessee. I don't disagree. He's the one I look forward to seeing the most, even more so than, uh, you know, Keon and, and, and Jaden Springer. Yep. All right, thanks again to Jamie Chadwell, head football coach of Coastal Carolina. Campbell County's Jamie Chadwell. 
played at Anderson County, but he's claimed we're going to claim or give him to Campbell County. AP, thanks to you. Thanks to Jay Leifert. We appreciate you joining us tonight on The Nation. We'll be here next Sunday at the Texas Roadhouse at Morrell Road. We hope everybody has a blessed Sunday night. You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service 12 area east tennessee restaurants by marathon featuring top tier clean gasoline for peak performance stop by your neighborhood marathon station marathon fueling the american spirit by university eye specialists helping you live life in focus since 1935 and by dosekis nothing goes with college football like an ice cold refreshing dosekis cerveza keep it interessante and please enjoy dosekis response Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation, signing off.